Hi, I'm Beth Fuller, and you're listening to the Food Adventures Podcast. I know the world can feel intimidating or scary at times, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be. Through the lens of food, we can learn so much about one another, celebrate our differences, and maybe eat some tasty food along the way. Are you ready to do this? I know I am. So let's go on a food adventure together right now. Wow, here we are, the first episode, one of many to come. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here. There's so much I want to talk to you guys about. I think first and foremost, we should kind of go over exactly what is a food adventure to me. Honestly, it's just something that helps me bring a little more joy into my life on a daily basis. I think food is fun. I think food is a way of entertainment for myself and also it's a way for me to experience cultures that I can't just hop on a plane and go to. Don't get me wrong, if I can, I will. If you're paying, sign me up. But (laughs) the reality is that there's a lot of really cool places that are easy to get to in your local neighborhoods that you can help support and experience and also gain a little bit of knowledge of that region of the world maybe or just even have a conversation with somebody that you might not necessarily would have interacted with now during covid times i dare to say it's even a little more different for example i love soup dumplings i am obsessed with finding a good soup dumpling near us now that we live in the sticks outside of boston um We can't just drive into Chinatown anymore and go to the Dumpling House or there's a couple of really good spots in Cambridge, Massachusetts that are utterly delicious. So yours truly researched and me and my husband Todd, who I will talk about very frequently on this podcast, made our own homemade soup dumplings. And it was such a cool experience. It did take two days to do. Um... Not all day, every day for two days, but you know, I had to plan it out a little bit, but man, oh man, were they good. And for those of you out there who don't know what a soup dumpling is, let me set the soup dumpling stage for you. So it is this just bundle of joy, little pork dumpling that is steamed in a bamboo steamer and is filled with soup. It's a little pocket of soup in a dumpling form. So when you take it and you put it on your spoon and you just bite the corner, all of this amazing pork brothy, ginger, garlicky, amazing soup pours out of the dumpling onto your spoon and into your mouth. And then you eat it all. Oh my gosh, I'm salivating thinking about this. It's delicious. I'm happy to link on my website to the two recipes that we use to make them. Again, it does take a little bit of planning, but it's if I can do it, you can do it. Let's do it together. Now that we have that covered, I just want to take a second and thank you all for your love, your support, and for the sea, I mean flood of questions that you guys have for me about food. Uh... I'm humbled, I'm grateful, and I'm here for you. So with that said, let's jump into our first question. 
It comes from Karen in Denver, Colorado, and she writes, I'm spending a small fortune ordering chicken tiki masala. Do you have an easy recipe that an inept cook can make at home? First and foremost, anyone can do anything at home. All you need is a little cooking confidence, and that's what I'm here to help you get. All right, so for this recipe, what I really recommend um, is with Indian food, a lot of the times there's two steps that you might not be used to doing. Number one is you're going to probably need to toast all of your spices in a dry pan. Also, and this is going to be a stretch for some people because I too am a big fan of, well, if I don't have this, what can I substitute for it? With Indian food in particular, and if you're really aiming to get that like super authentic flavor in something, you really do need to go to either a specialty store, whether it be a special Indian market, or maybe a lot of the time certain Asian markets will have these ingredients as well because there's a lot of cross ingredient use with both cuisines in different regions of the world. And if you can't find them in in a grocery store near you, if you don't live in an area that has these specialty markets, the internet is your friend, people. So can you sub some of these things out? Yes, absolutely. Will the flavor be different? Probably. So for example, with fenugreek leaves, which is in chicken tiki masala, If you used fenugreek seeds, the seeds tend to have a lot more flavor and punch to them. So you want to use a little bit less and by a little bit, probably a lot bit. And then you'd be tweaking the recipe a lot. And if you're okay with trial and error, then that's one thing. But if you just kind of want to make it be done with it, then I would follow the recipe. I found a really great one on a website called 40 Aprons that I will link on my website. And, um, can include in the show notes. And another thing too is the red color in chicken tiki masala doesn't come from paprika. It comes from another spice called dengue merch powder. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I apologize to all of my Indian friends out there and listeners. I butchered that word, I'm sure. And if you know how to say it properly, please let me know. Send me a voice memo. Um, I'd love to learn. And one other tip that I really strongly recommend doing is In the beginning, after you've toasted your spices, and also if you can use whole spices and then grind them in a mortar and pestle, I know, I know, I know, I know. If you're not going to go to that extreme, that's fine. (laughs) But it does make a huge difference. Okay, so toast your spices. Get First, get authentic spices, then toast your spices. And then lastly, when you get the the initial, like you put your oil in the pan and then you're going to chop up the chili, the onion, the garlic, whatever else, the aromatics that are going into the base of this basically curry that you're making. You really, it's low and slow. So you're going to put it on slightly lower heat and you're going to caramelize the heck out of it for an amazing amount of time. So uh, anywhere from like 20 minutes to a half an hour. And it's going to get this beautiful toffee looking color to it. And that is flavor, my friends. Caramelization equals flavor. And it's a step that you really do need to do to make this gorgeous, deep flavored sauce. So you might think to yourself, wow, this is a lot of work. Why am I doing this when I can just go to my local Indian restaurant and buy it? By all means, do and please go and support them and go on your food adventure that way. But this is part of the process of the adventure. This is what makes for me at least, a food adventure fun. So finding that local market, 
going and getting the ingredients and then taking the time to create something that one, you're super proud of and that's fun and two, that you're putting time and love into. And honestly, for someone who's such a food lover myself and appreciates when someone makes me something on any level, everyone can taste the love that you put into it. So with that said, I will link this great recipe from 40 Aprons on my uh, in the show notes on my website. And happy cooking. I hope this helps answer your chicken tiki masala dilemma. All right, let's try one more. Ben from California writes, I bought a ton of dried beans at the start of the pandemic. I'm so sick of making chili, adding them to salads, and soup. What else can I do? Great question, Ben. I know... You're not in that alone. My cabinet is so overly stocked right now because in our area, everything ran out in March and April. And then I found myself squirreling away food throughout the summer once it all came back because I thought it was a zombie apocalypse. And turns out it's not. So I couldn't agree more that I too have a fully stocked pantry and I too have a lot of dried beans that... I was lost of what to do with two, and there's only so many soups one wants to eat with beans in it. So one of my fun fun tips that I can't stress enough, because we all know the magic in beans, is that you really do need to soak them. And by soaking them overnight, it's going to help break down some of the starches and sugars in them, which is what kind of creates the... Um, the toot factor. So this will help reduce the toot factor, which makes you want to eat beans more because no one wants to be tooty all night, right? No, not unless you're on the facts of life in the 80s. But anyway, I digress. So soak your beans overnight, then discard the water in them, and you will, and your partner or household members will enjoy them even more because they will be less toots around. Okay, so now we've soaked our beans or we're using canned beans and we've rinsed them really well. There's a few recipes that stand out that I think uh, might be a little different. It might be something you might want to try. So let's start off with your black beans. I think one of the best ways to use a black beans in a different interesting way other than like enchiladas or soup or chili would be in brownies. I know there's a lot of recipes out there. One of my favorites is from Minimalistic Baker, and hers is a refined sugar-free turtle brownie bite. Oh, are they good. They don't have any sugar in them whatsoever. You make a date caramel or caramel, and it is just outrageously decadent. It's got fiber. It keeps you full. If you're someone who is, and I know in January, we all are making New Year's resolutions and making changes, positive changes to our diets. And so this could be a really good fit for you. Great for your children, great for your partner and spouse, and great for you. Another one that I really like of hers is, and this again, minimalistic baker, is her thyme and white bean pot pie. Similar to a chicken pot pie or a turkey pot pie, this one is totally vegan. In her recipe, she's making her own vegan pie crust on top. You could kick it up a notch if you're not vegan and you decide, I want to make this fancy. And I would go to Whole Foods and get their puff pastry 
That one in particular has real butter in it. I think it's way better than the Pe Pepperidge Farm one, and it's only a couple of dollars more. Her pot pie is creamy. It's delicious. You could put in any type of white beans that you wanted or even favas, great northern beans, cannellinis. Anything's going to work in this. Um, it's just going to be stewed down and really yummy and satisfying. And you can also put any types of root vegetables in it as well. Honestly, whatever bean tickles your fancy would work in the pot pie. So the other one that I would recommend would be to use up some lentils. Padma Lakshmi from Top Chef has an amazing sloppy joe recipe. It's vegan, I believe, if you omit the Worcestershire sauce, but it's got these rich, warm, earthy spices in it. It's messy, it's delicious, is exactly what you would want in your mind of a childhood sloppy joe to be. It's filling, you don't miss the meat at all. So if you're doing just like a meatless Monday kind of thing, this would be great. The kids would like it. You could omit some of the um, more spicy, spicier spices and your children would love it. I highly recommend that one as well, which I will link to in the show notes on my website. Thanks for that question, Ben. I hope this really helped. So up next, we have one of my nearest, dearest, and oldest friends joining us. He has two podcasts himself, This Was the Scene, and Your Daily Bread. Bread spelled B-R-E-D. We've been friends for over 20 years. We met under a streetlight in Los Angeles. I want to welcome Michael William Doyle to the podcast. Yay! Excellent. You're all mine. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hello. Good. It is well. Going it well. well. It is Good. well. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we're doing this. You I know. are my mentor and my have been one of my best friends for 20 years. And as I said, right before we jumped on this call, uh, we met under a streetlight in Los Angeles 20 years ago this January. So really? literally like next week will be our 20 year anniversary uh, since we've fallen in love. <laughs> Holy shit. That's right. It was, yeah. it was right after I got back from Jersey and we met at that party yeah. as you were yeah. like, we're like, hi, I'm Beth. I'm Chris's friend who works at the Olive Garden. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Chris had one of his classic panic attacks and uh, needed you to come pick him up, like the little savior that you are. That's right. And then I yeah. stayed and got drunk. You did, yes, <laughs> on my Corona that I bought a case of to try to win you over with my that's, love and money. We were all poor. So poor. <laughs> so poor. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Yay. Yeah. So... <laughs> As you know, this podcast is kind of food centric. So I wanted to talk to you about January. And I know this January you're making some not big or bold changes. I know you've made these in the past, but I think it'd be fun because this is going to come live tomorrow on New Year's Day to oh, wow. talk about these awesome new things that you're implementing into your life. Yeah. Uh, just... I mean, it's so you want to just go with go yeah. with it. <laughs> go so like, I think every year, like everyone else, you sit back and self-reflect as the new year starts rolling up, and probably around like September, I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't think I'll do anything. And then October's like, man, maybe I should do something. And then November hits, and I put on that outfit for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I wait, hold on. I love that you have an outfit for 
Thanksgiving. Well, it's not like, you know, it's not my Thanksgiving outfit, but it's like you get nicely dressed for Thanksgiving. With a little bow tie and a little pork pie hat. Well, I love it. you'd like to put on those things. Like tonight I'm going to a New Year's Eve party and my buddy Matt's like, hey, uh, everyone get dressed up or suit up. And I'm like, okay, first of all, my suit in my closet does not fit. Uh, I don't have another suit. I was thinking of going complete opposite and just wearing sweats and a t-shirt to just completely just Oh, I thought he meant like a hazmat brain. suit because <laughs> the Rona. Yeah, I know. Going to a party with like four other people definitely is a stupid idea. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hey, you know, just because everyone I know around me has fucking has this. Um, right. Sorry, right. I swear. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it came up and Thanksgiving comes around. You put on that off and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to I think I'm going a bit too hard and I'd like to drop some weight and I also feel a little foggy because uh I'm a single guy living in a city in Raleigh North Carolina and all I do is for nightlife or fun like Tuesday I'd say through Sunday I'm like you know what I'm gonna go out and wait can we just pause for one second ladies absolutely he is single and he is looking for love <laughs> in all the wrong and right places. So let's just True. let's play a little matchmaker here too while we're while we're at it. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, this is the year I'd also decided towards the end of this year is where I decided to actually open up my heart again, oh. and uh, and uh, I, I sort of like someone. Um, but you know, sometimes it doesn't really work out. And anyway, so thanks for the thanks for the thanks for that, Beth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So yeah, so I'm going to do, I was like, I should do, I, I'm going to do a dry November or uh, January. And uh, so it's like, I've done it before. I've quit drinking years ago. I did four months, four and a half months when I was traveling the road. And I just mm-hmm. felt like it, it was a different feeling when I did it then because I committed to it and I felt the commitment the whole time. Going into last year, I tried you also it. You had a beard too. I think that played a role in the... Yeah. The four month, yeah. I did. I I maybe a... maybe January's beard month for you too. Well, I did beard month last. Actually, I did beard three months last. Well, that a couple years ago in 2015, I did it from January up until like May. So I had this gnarly, yeah, gross thing on my face just because I can't really grow facial hair. So <laughs> I digress. Yeah. So like last year, I tried doing dry dry January, and I think I quit after seven days. I was like, fuck this. Uh, I don't know if you want me to swear it up. So this year, yeah. the way I'm committing is uh, I have a, a podcast that I do, and I stated it there. And yeah. I also found this pro, this like pack. How do I explain this? There's a a, a company called Better, B E T R, and I did their program years ago. And it was 21 days. You have like a coach that you talk to once a week, but they had these probiotic packs that they gave to you to go along with their protocol of what to eat. And I, they just sell those separately. So I bought them as kind of like my uh, anchor, I guess, every day to help clean up, really just clean up my gut is like my, mm-hmm. my goal. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Just try to eat healthier and then not drink and then just lose like 10 or 15 pounds so I can fit in like medium to large shirts again without looking sure. like I'm baking bread above my pant line or waistline. Tell me about it. Yeah, the muffin top line. So (laughs) is there anything you're super pumped on making? Like when I get into these modes, I try to, are you going to like meal plan? Are you going to, what, like, what are you excited about cooking now? I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I don't, I don't really have a set plan. Like my I try to keep anything simple. If I'm gonna do something big, I try to not over, um, 
what's the word overthink it i guess Mm -hmm. or oversaturate it with too many things Mm -hmm. so i think stuff like that is going to be when i'm you know as i'm thinking bored on a saturday night Mm -hmm. which i need to change my men or uh, my thinking on that like that's where i could text you and say all right i am gonna be home what would be something fun that you would make which i tip you know it's like you and i've been talking for obviously two decades so that's what i'll do yeah i I don't 100 percent know i just know that i'm my ask my buddy matt which i should do for as a way to help lose the 10 pounds and he said i should intermittent fast so only eat between noon and 8 p.m and then after that don't eat anything until yeah yeah (laughs) so it's funny because in the same breath you just said that you you don't want to overthink something and implement too much but then to jump (laughs) from no drinking whatsoever to now intermittent fasting and you're taking probiotics all wonderful moves don't get me wrong personally i applaud you because i don't know if i would be able to do all of those things so i give you a lot of credit for diving full force into this pool of um health well intermittent fasting is something i've done just accidentally for the last couple of years. Like sometimes I'll do it and then sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'll eat something. But typically I really don't have an appetite until noon. And I just, I drink cold brew coffee every day. So that, I think that kills my appetite. Yeah. Um, but as far as meals to make, I don't know. I mean, I think my, it's, it's more that the dinners I think will be the thing. And mm-hmm. like, that'll be, what's like meat and vegetables based because I don't mm-hmm. really want to eat a lot of carbs and pe- make pizzas and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think what I thought of it today before we got on the call, I was thinking, all right, what can I focus on? And it popped into my brain when I was making, I made like an egg scramble about a half hour before we, or an hour before we started talking. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I find because I love going out to dinner is I love someone else making food because it just tastes different. Yeah. I want to figure out, and I don't know if this is what you wanted to answer, but I want to figure out what, how do I make foods that I make the same all the time, but like, I feel that someone else made it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, um, to jazz it up. So it's funny. I, uh, years ago when the, those meal kit subscription boxes first started, I, uh, had a blog that and a food blog and I reviewed three of them. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. they have the vegan purple carrot one and whatever the other ones are called. Blue, whatever, yeah, blue, blue apron. apron. Exactly. Uh, Sun Basket, I think, is one now. So I found that for someone who isn't going to go out and buy, you know, $400 worth of condiments and spices and everything else and, like, fully stock their pantry like a restaurant, those are really good because they give you – I wouldn't say like restaurant quality ingredients, but they're going to give you what you need in order to follow the recipe to a T rather than like subbing out things. Because a lot of times we're, and that's this is a good segue because I just talked about this before we got on the call about um, another recipe somebody asked about. Yeah. People tend to make shortcuts. Like they'll say, oh, I don't have this Indian chili powder. Can I use paprika instead? You can, but it's going to taste different. It's not going to taste like, the chicken tiki masala you just ate at an Indian restaurant, it's going to taste like a different version of that. And so I, th- I think that's one way to make it taste more hmm. authentic. And the other thing too, is that's 
somebody, because when you go into a, a restaurant and you see a set menu, even though you're making a choice from that menu, it's still somebody took the time and the effort and the thoughtfulness to design the menu to kind of tell you, these are the 15 things you can eat. And I think when you order one of those meal boxes, that that's kind of what you're doing for yourself is you're or, almost ordering, think of it like I'm ordering from a restaurant, but it's all not composed. So I'm going to be the one who's going to saute this stuff and throw it together. And they're really step-by-step -step easy instructions. Um, so if I were you, that's something I would treat myself to because during this time you're taking away some of the things that you find so much joy in, like yeah. going out and being social and, and having a couple of whiskeys and, or mezcal or whatever. And so this is a way you might not be saving a ton of money by going this route, doing like a subscription box, but maybe you do it for like two or three meals a week and set it up for the rest of the month. So then you have something to look forward to. You have something to go online and like purchase and you're, you're treating yourself in a way. Yeah. I like that idea. So two things thought of there, like one, this is kind of kind of like a, like a far right turn, but it matches what you're saying. I'll bring sure. it back into it. So today I was, I had run out of protein powder because another thing I'm doing is I've been going to the gym a lot and, you know, during a pandemic and I, uh, I ran out of protein powder. So I went to buy some more and I walked in, I was like, I saw a different brand and it was 35 bucks. It was like Jocko Willick. He's like this Navy SEAL guy. He's really popular mm. on Instagram and really good podcast. I saw that and I was like, you know what, let me buy this. And the guy, I get to the counter and the guy's like, do you want to do the subscription or whatever with this is sent to you. I said, no, what I want to do is just drop 35 bucks <laughs> and buy it now. And, and just, yeah, but it was more like, I know it was like, I want it was like the other ones for 30 days from now. But I was you like, well, I want to try this. I will, I'll invest $35 and try this. And if I don't like it, I'll come back and I'll try something else. Mm -hmm. So I think that my connection with that to what you said is when you're saying the food delivery things, I think what some people think about is that they don't want to do it, or I've found myself not want to do it because they think I'm going to be locked in for a year. But as any subscription, even like if it's Netflix or Hulu, you can always just do it for a month, spend 10 bucks or, you know, in this case, probably a hundred bucks, try it and then say, all right, now I get to make my own decision. Yeah, for and sure. And I mean, the, the food ones are usually done by the week. So... So like how much does it cost? Like how much did you find it would cost for one of those? I mean, this was six, seven years ago. So off the top of my head, I mean, I, I, I knew when I did it, I was literally doing it to review it for a food blog. So I, I overlooked at the cost. And also, as you know, I have an incredibly well-stocked pantry. So for yeah. me, the cost savings wasn't there because I have – four different kinds of sesame oil. I have porcini mushroom powder. I mean, I've got things that the normal home cook wouldn't buy, like rose harissa spice. Like who, okay. who, who, me? Well, well that's me. my question about that again. Is So that's the second question is that, yeah. so say I buy this, uh, what was the spice you were talking about in the beginning? Um, actually, the one, the one you just said right now. What is that one called? Rose harissa. Rose harissa. So say I buy that. Uh-huh. And I have that sitting there. Do you almost think of it as if you are decorating a room and you find the the crazy colored lamp and you build the room around it, right? Yeah. So that's your centerpiece. So you almost do treat that spice as the centerpiece that you say, all right, well, I got this. Let me just Google and build my weeks or a couple of meals around this thing. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I, um, I got 
a good example would be this porcini mushroom powder, and it's from a food blogger that is called Nom Nom Paleo. Oh, yeah. I used to follow her. Love them. Great recipes, great food blog. Um, and they have a mushroom powder, and it's got a little red chili flake in it, so it's got like a little spice to it, but it's more just like this earthy, gorgeous umami flavor. So when I bought it, I was using it for a specific recipe, and now I find that I'm sprinkling it on random things because I love the flavor of it so much. So I, over decades of um, cooking and trial and error and testing so much stuff out have found I'm an incredibly, it's one of my superpowers. I'm a very intuitive cook. Uh, so I know in my head when I'm throwing something together, I have in the back of my mind, like what's already in my pantry. And I'm like, Oh, I could put a dash of that. And I bet that'll work really well. Or, Oh, this steak, why don't I rub it? I mean, mushroom steak. Okay, great. I'll Ooh. rub it with this mushroom powder. And it like took oh it God. to like next level awesomeness. But I think back to the subscription box thing or the meal box thing, it's more like I found, I made this one dish and it was spring pea shoots and sea bass with like a miso or cod. I think it was cod with this like miso vinaigrette thing on top. And the fact that like they give you this little thing, a white miso, a little thing, of sesame oil, a little thing. And it's like all these individually packed like mise en place for your dish so all of the prep is done all you literally have to do is maybe chop up a couple of vegetables and just follow the step-by-step instructions for someone who doesn't have a lot that doesn't have white miso paste in their fridge it's awesome because then you don't need to invest like you just said in this $12 tub of something that then you're like shit this is gonna sit in my fridge for a month the hell am I gonna do with this and then throw it away yeah where you know so I think that's a way to test the waters with certain ingredients and flavors that you might not normally go to. And it just makes food more exciting. Like when you're eating in a restaurant, you pick things that you're not going to make at home nine times out of 10. You're like, Oh, I want to be adventurous and try this, or I don't want to go to the hassle of making fried chicken. Cause that's a pain in the butt. Like I going to get it out. Cause they're going to do it so much better. So, you know, it's just a way to experiment and go on your own food adventure. Dare I say, <laughs> house. <laughs> nice plug thanks see how that see how that works it's hot i mean it's it's... i didn't do sales for 20 years for you know what i mean yeah i just gotta throw it in there people were like oh wow that was a little moment or inception uh moment right right there totally yeah i mean i i think the the struggle is going to be to find it as enjoyable with all the other things around me going to a restaurant i mean i could still can like i can literally go to a restaurant sit there i think during this whole period, I think I've gone out maybe more because I'm trying to give back locally and yeah, and sure. help support it. Um, I feel like I'd be because I go out by myself, single guy. I'll sit at the bar where it's also again available, now. Ladies. super available. available. Yep, mm-hmm. really funny and hot. He um, is adorable <laughs> and uh, so funny and so, funny. so hilarious. Can recite any line from any movie that he's seen once. That's right. I know I, it's true. I do that, but. Yeah. It's when I am there being single, even though I'm all those great things you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's like, there's something about sitting there and then I feel bad with the bartenders are going like, hey, what do you want? I'm going, I'll be like, uh, I'll get a seltzer water or like a mocktail. Well, we talked about this and you're just going to tip an exorbitant, like right, as you true. would if you got a, you know what a cocktail costs. You can tip, you can over tip on it. Which, yeah, which is true. So, 
that overcompensate for the bill. The bartender doesn't care. I did it for 13 years. I don't care if I'm making a mocktail, especially COVID times. There's yeah. a butt in the seat. Like, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. You know, it doesn't matter. It's going to be and weird where people... you the best intentions when you're going in there. You're not going in there to be like, I'm getting a ice water. And yeah. I'm going to sit here and just stare at a TV because I don't want to be at home with my spouse. You know, like you're going in there because you're like, I and want to help you. So let me throw some money at this and you're going to help me. Yeah. It, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, yeah. I would totally do that. I think real quick, I think it's weird. Mm. I, was, I was about to say, I think it's going to be weird for anyone who, where they're at listening to this because for me in North Carolina... I have a, a lot more, a lot more things are open. Like someone in New York city is oh, just everything's like, closed. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? So yeah, it's same crazy. Thing. I, here in the Boston area, everything is shutting down oh, <clears> and shit. it's only getting worse. Unfortunately, Hey, that's not good for my mom's restaurant down the Cape. <sighs> no, yeah. but hopefully they're doing good takeout business. And, um, yeah, they are. People are supporting in that way, especially around here. Everyone's doing takeout. A lot of people are doing, like meal kits, a lot of people are selling things individually, like pastas and sauces, and uh, you know, just yeah. take advantage of that. But yeah. so, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. But before we leave, mm-hmm. is there anything you would like to promote? What well, funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think I should do like all three of the things that I do or what I do you think? I think you should. I mean, people want to support – you want to support people. People want to support you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my full-time thing, I've been freelance for 16 years. I think it'll be 17 now. Uh, I do an animation company called Drive80, D-R-I-V-80.com. It's an explainer videos. I also do Instagram stickers for realtors, uh, so you should check that out. And the fun things I do – our, I have a punk podcast called This Was the Scene, focuses on the late 90s, early 2000 punk scene. I've interviewed interviews of people like uh, Newfound Glory, Slapstick, Braid, Sunny Day Real Estate, Humble Beginnings, if you go really deep cuts, uh, like super obscure bands and focus on that scene. So I do that. And then I have a comic, a daily comic that I've been drawing every day since November 2017. It's called Daily Bread. You can look it up for it on Instagram. It's Your Daily Bread, B-R-E-D. Uh, just put out my newest book is coming out. It's called the Ch- Couples Checklist. It's a checklist for couples to see if they should stay together. <laughs> and it's like a mixture of sweet, cute things. Like one of them is go on a picnic together. And then it has prompts of like, oh, that's sweet. Or, you know, oh, we're allergic to grass. And it'll be like your yes or no. Another one will be like, do drugs together you know it's like it's this it's this total and it gets like super fucked up sometimes but the whole thing is about i want it to give it to couples because uh the reason i started the comic almost like one of the things i do is like i got divorced like years ago and i think that there's this connection in the relationships so i think with the book it's kind of a it's a it's more of a conversational piece than it is you have to do these things but i'm super stoked on it and i think it's funny so i'm going to be selling that soon and awesome. that's what I wanted to promote. Awesome. And I have one very last question before we go. Absolutely. Now, if COVID wasn't a thing, let's take COVID off the table. And money wasn't a thing, let's take money off the table. And you could travel anywhere to eat anything, where would you go? Oh, I love that question. Uh, I think you'll get better answers one day when you're interviewing people who are like super foodies but i can answer um this is your this is your time oh no i'm definitely gonna answer it 
I mean, oh, shit. God, this is what it's like to be stumped when you ask someone a question. Yeah, I can't wait for our interview next. <laughs> um, okay, it has to just be one, or can I do two? You can do t- it's Sweetie, it's your world. You can That's do as many right. Um, I think that for a super, I don't know how to explain the, how would it be for like something simple. I would probably fly my ass up to New Jersey and have a Taylor ham egg and cheese. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that one. Okay. So that's that. And for for something extravagant, um, I would probably go, my first thought that popped to my mind was like either, uh, Ireland, but I couldn't think of a food there, but I think Spain Mm. It's something place I would always wanted to go because it's just so not my style. But I just just something about being there. I don't know what I would eat though. Like I would just go there. I would go to some place you that's in like, yeah. well, yeah, like whatever it's gonna be, like the the style or the not the style. Um, what would no, you? No, you go to a bar and you eat a bunch of pinchos and tapas. Well, that's and- like I would go to a place like that that's not commercial, mm-hmm. and like I'd get there. I'd go to a bar or someplace and I'd say, hey, what's the best thing in town? Like I did that in Wilmington this summer. And they said, go to this place. It's a French cuisine. And it was lights out. And uh, that's what I do. I'd say, I want authentic Spanish food. Spain. I don't know the proper way to say this. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you would go to Spain. The I would go to Spain and, and say like. The crap out of Spain. I would say, you tell me what I should eat. Like, I, right. I just want something that's homemade, that's authentic to this area and i've got to try it that's what i'll do awesome awesome well thank you so 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 much for chatting we will have to do this again i love you with all my heart and i wish you nothing but the best for 2021 happy new year best friend happy new year 20 year best friend i know yay all right i'll talk to you soon love you dude i love you Well, that was a total blast. Thank you so much, Mike, for being on the podcast and being my first guest. I totally appreciate it. And I love you again so much. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been more fun than I can even begin to describe. And I can't wait to do more. For all the show notes, please go to www.elizabethrfuller.com. There's a tab up at the top. And for any questions you might have, please send your voice memos or questions to let's go on a food adventure at gmail.com. Hit subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss a single one. And I really, really am looking forward to doing more with you. Happy New Year, everybody. And here's to an incredible 2021. And I can't wait to go on the next food adventure with you. Stay safe.